This is Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The current message is on the gifts of healings, and when we left off, Pastor was in Luke chapter 8. And in the middle of, of the narrative where Jairus comes, the ruler of the synagogue, uh, falling down at Jesus' feet and begging him to come to his house because the daughter is, is critically ill, you read about the woman with the issue of blood. And that's in chapter 8 and verse 43. It says, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Let's stop there one second. That's not saying that physicians are not needed or that physicians are evil. Well, how do you know that? Who's writing this? Luke, right? What is Luke? Colossians 4.14, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Paul says, Luke, the beloved physician. So Luke is a physician, but he's writing this. There's some things that the doctors just can't do. Doesn't make them evil or wrong. Also does not make them God. Okay. You have some fringes of Christianity that make everything to do with medicine like it's evil. And it's not so. I mean, you would, if you see someone hurting on the street, you would help them, right? It's good to help. Right? It's, it's showing the Lord's love. So in its purest sense, if a physician is trying to help people to get better, uh, it's a good thing. right? If they do what's right, it's a good thing. On the other side of it, you have many people, especially non-believers in this world, that because they have no faith in God, the only thing they can hope in if their bodies become ill are the physicians. And the physicians become like gods to them. Whatever they say has to, it's like it came down from Mount Sinai. And remember, the physicians are only men and women. They're human, right? Some have good motives. Some have bad motives. Some, their motives depend on how they wake up that morning. Some like to make money, right? And they can make a lot of money because this is not a luxury. This is a necessity, right? Some like power. And boy, you get a lot of power when you're dealing with somebody's life. Um, some get their, like their egos to feel good, so it's very hard for them to admit when they're wrong, and they never learn from their mistakes. Right? So a lot of things can go wrong when you're dealing with human beings, and they certainly should not be placed up as gods. It's a profession like any other profession, and you know in your own profession, people do good jobs, people do lousy jobs, right? People have good motives, people have terrible motives, um, the only thing is here you're dealing with the human body. And so any mistakes or any sin gets magnified. Uh, here, this woman who had the issue of blood, uh, it says that uh, she had it for 12 years and she spent all her money, all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. So all this money's going out and still no healing. She came from behind Jesus and touched the border of his garment, verse 44, 
And immediately, immediately her flow of blood stopped. So you, you see the factors involved in healing in this one passage. First of all, who does she go to? She goes to Jesus. So who is the source of the healing? The Lord Jesus Christ. This is not mind over matter. This is not holistic medicine. This is not um, faith in faith, positive thinking. She's going to one person. She sees him as the source of her healing. So she goes to the right place, right? And she touches the border. She just touches him. She has faith, right? She has faith that she just can touch. He's so holy. He's so good. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is so strong upon him. The miracles of happening is she just can get close enough to touch that garment, that she's humble. She's touching the border of his garment. She's bowing down to touch the hem. She considers herself nothing. She considers him everything. She touches the garment, and immediately, immediately, her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those with him, they're confused. They say, Master, the multitude throng and press you, and you say who touched you. They're all touching you. They're all pressing, trying to get near you. But Jesus said in verse 46, somebody touched me, I perceived power. And that word we read the scripture last week is, last time is dunamis, right? Power, I perceived power going out for me. He could feel the power, the flow of that power of the Holy Spirit that's involved in healing going out of him. Now, many people are there with wrong motives. They want to get a miracle. They're crowding around Messiah. But this woman really touched him and that she touched the heart of God. She came with the right attitude of love and submissiveness and faith and going to the right person for the right reason, not for the wrong reason. It's not wrong to want to be healthy. Some people feel that if they ask God for healing, somehow they're being self-centered. But it's not wrong to want to be healthy because if we say we belong to Jesus Christ and we want to serve him, it's very hard to serve him when you're sick. When you're sick, you need people to serve you. How can you serve other people? How can you turn around and do anything the Lord wants you to do, right? Now, we know you can witness from situations of sickness. You can be a witness to people. But as far as being able, I mean, if, if Peter and Paul and James and John are totally decimated with sickness, Leprosy comes on all of them, and they say, well, this is just my lot in you, Lord. I'll suffer for you. Who hears the gospel? Right? You need to have wholeness to be able to do the things God has for us to do. Matter of fact, sometimes wallowing in sickness can be a way of almost saying, well, I have this, so I don't need any other responsibilities upon me. When God wants us whole and to take the responsibility he has for us to accomplish. She comes with the right attitude to the right person and the right faith. And so all those people can touch him, but she is the only one that has really touched him in the right way that the, automatically, it may be that he was not even aware of who she is at the moment. We don't know if he's saying this as a test or if he, because he becomes son of man, if at that moment he hasn't, doesn't have the knowledge of who the person is, it just goes out from him immediately to her. Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. 
She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason that she touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Good cheer. There's, there's joy in healing. There's joy in healing services. There's happiness when people are healed in the name of Jesus. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, Jesus has made her well. The Spirit's anointed upon Jesus has made her well. But he says, your faith has made you well. Because the Lord desires to heal. He desires to heal. He says, I am willing. So it's a point of joy, and our faith opens up the door for his healing to come into our lives. Now in Nazareth, where they didn't believe in him and they had no faith, he could only do a few miracles. So there is importance to faith in, but not faith in faith. Not faith in some hype of faith movement. Faith in Jesus Christ, trusting him, believing on him, opening the door for the healing to work. And you know, there's, there's season in season and there's out of season. He's here, he's talking to the multitude, he's teaching the multitude, he's healing the multitudes. The Spirit of God is there. He has a spirit without limit. So when she touches the hem of the garment, the healing is immediate, right? It's in season. There are times it's out of season when it seems like God is so far away and that there's such a demonic cloud cover around us and the healing doesn't come quickly. But it's the same Lord and it requires us to pray through those times and pray and seek God patiently believing in him because he is. And soon those clouds pass, even out of season. And sometimes the faith that we have out of season is more important than the faith that we have in season. Because when you're seeing things happening around you and everyone's being healed, it's easy to believe when, you, when you're struggling through it and the devil's telling you God's not there, this is not going to happen. Look at this situation. Look at that situation. That's out of season. It's very hard to have faith. That's the time we need faith even more. Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And there's peace in her life. There hasn't been peace in her life for 12 years. For 12 years she suffered. And then he goes and the, the uh, rule of the synagogue's house comes and tells him your daughter is dead. And then you have the miracle when Jesus raises the girl, little girl arise. And before he does that, there's the mourners there, and he sends them outside. Um, he says, do not weep, she is not dead, but she's sleeping. And he put them all outside. You know, the mourning, the weeping, the complaining, the sadness can pull us down to such a degree uh, that we can't see a miracle from God. Sadness and mourning and only seeing the bad of a situation can blind us to the reality in Christ Jesus. So there are so many other places in the New Testament where you read about how healing was an important part of the, the Lord's ministry. And um, if you look in Matthew chapter 8, and obviously the great healer, just like the apostle right, and the prophet, and the evangelist is always Jesus Christ. Well, the healer is Jesus Christ also. 
only him. And then the Christians are little Christ. We walk in him and he lets, he gives us gifts to the Holy Spirit that we share in that anointing. If you look in uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 14, now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. See, once she's healed, what does she do? She gets up and serves him, right? She serves him and she serves the disciples. So healing goes hand in hand with service. To be whole, to do that which the Lord has called each of us to do. And when evening had come, verse 16, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So in this process of casting out demons and in healing all who were sick, it's fulfilling what Isaiah says when he said, he prophesied, he himself, Messiah, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. While our radio programs are from past sermons, current sermons are live-streamed on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. You can search YouTube for the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, or you can use the link on our church website at shiarjashub.org. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.